welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name's Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And this week, our movie is the 1995 Sense and Sensibility. Yes. This was my very first ever Jane Austen movie. Oh, wow. Really? I thought it was my first Jane Austen anything of all time. But then doing the research for this, I realized that it came out in December of 1995 which means it was my senior year of high school, which means I probably had actually already read Pride and Prejudice. But Ah. this is the first one that really I remember. I remember watching it on HBO and just falling in love with it. Uh And I felt like I knew nothing about Jane Austen when I first watched it. So I don't know. You know how the way your mind plays tricks on you over time. And Uh (laughs) this is one of those examples where I'm like, oh, I see what you're doing, brain. But... Now I have no idea. <laughs> but I i mean, I just remember really loving it. I remember watching the Academy Awards that year and really uh-huh. rooting for it to win in any category that it was up in. And it was when I first fell in love with Kate Winslet and uh, Emma Thompson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think I had already known Alan Rickman from that Robin Hood movie. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I fell kinda. in love with him in that. Anyway. So, yeah, my first impressions of it were, I mean, I just jumped straight into first impressions. But... <laughs> that works. Uh, yeah. So, anyway. Good transition. <laughs> I, loved, I loved the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was say it's like a really unintentional smooth transition. Yeah. That's the best kind. So, yeah, I love this movie. I've loved it since it was my first real Jane Austen awakening. Oh, wow. It was like the one that hooked you. Yeah. Over time, after watching all of them, I wouldn't necessarily put it as my favorite at this point. Uh-huh. Um, there are certain things now knowing the book better that aren't... There's one particular thing that's missing in this version that really kind of hurts me a little because uh-huh. I just want to see it so bad. But there's so many things that they do right in this version. And it's. I feel like it's the most opulent of all the versions. Everything seems like... Everything looks like it costs a million dollars. Of Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> yeah, in this yeah. movie. What are your first impressions, Christian? Um, when I first started watching it, um, I kind of was in, like, I don't know, it kind of, like, wasn't grabbing me right away. Like, I kind of felt like I was getting bored. Like, really, and at the beginning, beginning of it, which I think yeah. is, you know. I think as it starts with such horrible people being horrible that yeah. it's hard to get you know, into it at the very beginning. Yeah. I was just like, Oh, I don't like these people. (laughs) And then, but once like, you know, all the characters started coming in and we kind of saw their personalities coming out, I was like, okay, I can get into this. And then once the drama started, I was like, all right, I'm hooked. Yeah. I thought it was great. I loved it. It's so romantic. It is. I mean, not in the same way as Pride and Prejudice was. No, I was going to say is. Oh yeah. We should probably disclaimer. We've already done Pride and Prejudice. I don't know if it's going to come out before or after this one. It really yeah. depends. But we've already watched Pride and Prejudice, so we might make some comparisons if we haven't released it yet. Yeah. I assume any Jane Austen fans have seen them both. So I would say I'm assuming that most people have seen the uh, Pride and Prejudice because it was these so are popular. Probably two of the most well known of all of the J- Jane Austens. Okay. Adaptations. Yeah. But, um, most I was, easily accessible yeah i was gonna um it didn't it didn't seem as like i don't know if it might have been like the movie itself but it didn't seem as like 
romantic as Pride and Prejudice to me. And I don't know mm-hmm. if it's like a Jane Austen, like the way she wrote the book, or then the way the characters kind of like, you know, develop their relationship. Uh-huh. Or it could just be my weirdo, well, psycho, yeah. version, like, uh, opinion on romanticism. Oh, no. I, I think that's perfectly valid. And I'm sure we'll get into it more as we go. But I don't think that the romances are nearly as... Intense. Im- impressive as Pride and Prejudice because uh-huh. they're both I mean Edward and Eleanor are both kind of like Blech. they're just kind of dull and they yeah. don't really he's gone for most of the movie so it's not like you're really feeling anything about their relationship for most of it and then right. all the uh, Marianne stuff is so over the dramatic and over the top that you're kind of like oh thank god she's Ellen Rickman that's yeah. the best <laughs> choice of anyone in this movie she needs a stabilizer <laughs> So I, I don't think it's supposed to be. I actually okay. find the book to be the funniest of the books. Okay. I find it to be really kind of, it's very, it's got this big romantic crazy storyline, but the narrator is very judgmental <laughs> of all her characters. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see that the most in this. And at the very, the very end of the, of Sense and Sensibility, the book uh-huh. is the funniest <laughs> ending to any book I've ever personally in my opinion read i just find it to be so funny the way she wraps all the characters up and <laughs> just the judgment <laughs> on all of them and i've never seen anywhere close to that being translated into any sort of adaptation so <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah i enjoyed it um i don't know it felt like uh it seemed it seemed like the more co- it, it, it didn't seem as like romantic based as it was like comedy based like you said or like just a lot of like dialogue yeah it seemed more about like just the sisters yeah than the lovers which is like good but then like at, like when you have like that ultimate goal always being like we have to marry off it, you can't yeah. help but being like well it feels like it should be romantic yeah so but it, yeah it's really the sisters <laughs> It was released in December 1995, which I might have already mentioned. Um, the tagline was, lose your heart and come to your senses. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think that that's works. Not... Of all yeah, the taglines we've heard so far, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> Miles better than anything else we've ever heard. <laughs> what was the, uh, the MMO was, Cupid, Cupid is armed, armed and dangerous. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, this one was way better. Yeah, lose your heart and come to your senses. I like that. And um, it starred, of course, Emma Thompson as queen. Eleanor Dashwood, uh, Kate Winslet, who I fell in love with for this I'll movie, say second queen, Marianne Dashwood, Alan Rickman, who I always have loved. Always. Um, it, actually, it's crazy because <laughs> I loved that Robin Hood, that Kevin Costner Robin Hood when I was uh-huh. younger, and um, he was the first villain character who i was like i like you more than than the hero than the hero and i don't know i know you're bad but i love you and i think it was all due to alan rickman um, probably yeah he died recently right mm-hmm. a couple years ago yeah so sad. Sad. he was snape right yeah he was snape that's yeah. where i know him from uh, of course i mean I am- <laughs> he's perfect at playing a villain you yes want to fall in love he's with. amazing <laughs> Uh, I know him from Harry, obviously from Harry Potter, but I, <laughs> I think I was first introduced to him from In Love Actually. Oh, I've only seen it once. I've only seen it like once too, but I didn't too, care for it too it, much. <laughs> I mean, it's like a cheesy romantic 
Christmas yeah. movie, I think. It didn't make any sense whatsoever. No. <laughs> that was my problem with it. No, but I think uh, I watched it, I think it was shortly after it came out, which was wildly inappropriate because it's a very adult movie. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's where I first got introduced to him. But then obviously, like, Harry, it went eight. Eight movies of Harry Potter. There are a lot of and Jane then the... Austen people in that movie, aren't there? And uh, Love Actually. Yeah. Yeah, Keira Knightley's in it. Yeah. And is Emma Thompson not in it? Uh, yeah, I think she I think she is. That's crazy. Well, so far, Emma Thompson has been, at least tangentially, the Thompson family has been directly related to all of the ones we've done so far. Yeah. So her we'll sister see if that continues. And between, her mom. Yeah, her sister and her mom and, the, and, and Emma. Emma. And she helped write, or she, you know, added some stuff to Pride and Prejudice. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, let's see. Hugh Grant, Edward Ferris. He really was a, a good performance. He makes Edward as yeah. likable as you can make him. Yeah, yeah. I guess you got to work with what you're given. And I had to add um, Hugh Laurie oh as my Mr. God. Palmer. I love Hugh Laurie. Best, <laughs> best interpretation of Mr. Palmer I, that we've ever had, I believe. I think he might be my favorite character. <laughs> I love I him so much. I did a deep dive on him. So oh, awesome. I can't wait. I love him, him so much. <laughs> Um, there were a lot of other people, but, um, I will say Elizabeth Spriggs as Mrs. Jennings, cause she was actually nominated for some awards. Uh-huh. Um, was there anyone else? Oh, oh, Richard Lumsden, Robert Ferris. He, um, is actually married to Sophie Thompson. Oh, the wow. Guy really? Robert Ferris. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah. And then, um. Oh, and Greg Weiss, who plays John Willoughby, is married, married to, to Emma Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. I, I looked that up because I am an IMDb freak. Whenever I'm watching a movie, I'm like, who is in this? I should make you do this part then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always look it up. Okay, so it was produced by Lindsay Duran. She was the new president at Mirage Enterprise at, Enterprises at the time. Mm-hmm. And she said that when she was a girl, she had vowed to adapt this into a movie if she was ever able to because she loved the novel so much. And um, she really wanted to do Sense and Sensibility in particular because there were two female leads. Uh-huh. So, you know, she's looking out for us. Yeah. Uh, she hired Emma Thompson to write the screenplay because she was looking for someone who was equally strong in romance and satire and who could think in Austin's language. Wow. Yeah. And she she tried out a bunch of writers, but she decided on Emma Thompson uh-huh. after reading a series of comedic skits in period settings that she had written. Oh, so, I didn't realize she was a, like a, that much of a writer. She really wasn't a writer, but she oh. had done some like comedy skits uh-huh. that I guess came on like late night British television that oh, uh, gotcha. Lindsay Duran was working with her on another project um, that I probably did not write down um, uh-huh. at the time. And I maybe I, I they weren't really specific. I would recommend anyone who owns this DVD or wants to purchase it, um, listen to the commentary with Emma Thompson and Lindsay Duran. Um, it is quite cute and just <laughs> they they talk all the way to the last second of the credits, which I love in a commentary. <laughs> the Ang Lee and one was uh, you know it was a little more dull it was a lot more silences <laughs> but <laughs> it was also Lindsay Duran just chatted the whole time and I could just probably listen to that commentary several times it's really cute um it took it took Emma Thompson five years to write it whoa and the studio was really nervous to have her as the credited screenwriter because she had no previous writing credits uh-huh and she was writing you know as she was filming other movies 
And her original draft was 300 pages, over 300 pages, handwritten. Handwritten? Yeah. (laughs) Girl. That's crazy. Yeah. I guess they finally got it down to a mere two hours. (laughs) It's all these people going over. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It was, I was about to say, I'm noticing that a lot of these uh, Jane Austen movies are all over two hours long. (laughs) Well, it's really hard. Well, all the David Lynch ones soon will be over two hours long. If they're not episodic, because... Right. Most, I mean, most of the, well, I don't want to be sound like I'm saying one is better than the other, but um, it's easier to do a miniseries because then you can really stretch it out. You don't have to cut stuff. Right. So after it was, the draft was complete, Duran was pitching it to the studios and for financing. And ultimately, uh-huh. she succeeded at Columbia Pictures, where wow. Amy Pascal was um, executive producer. And she, Amy Pascal, was the executive producer at Sony uh-huh. until very recently. And she was in charge of the whole Spider-Man Marvel crossover merger oh. because she had previously worked with Kevin Feige. Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> I just thought it was cool because, you know, I follow all the Marvel stuff. That is cool. And I always say... Woman power. (laughs) (laughs) They ended up hiring Ang Lee because he had written a family comedy called The Wedding Banquet. Uh Uh-huh. And several directors were interviewed, but Lee was one of the few who actually recognized Austin's humor. Uh Uh-huh. And he has a quote, In some ways, I probably know that 19th century world better than the English people today because I grew up with one foot still in that feudal society. Of course, the dry sense of humor, the sense of decorum, the social code is different, but the essence of social repression against free will, I grew up with that. So, okay. Plus, Lindsay Duran thought that hiring Ang Lee would take the film from being just some little English movie to one that appealed to the wider world. Okay. It's a good idea. Yeah. So, here's a funny little bit of coincidence. Emma Thompson originally was hoping that Natasha and Jolie Richardson real life sisters would be cast in the part jolie richardson if you'll remember from the first episode was Uh considered to play emma wow so she's like a always under consideration for austin movies i only know her from one thing and it's like a universally panned movie so i don't Uh, she's probably been in plenty of other stuff i just probably but anyway (laughs) she's most known for nip tuck um Uh. event horizon sci-fi horror movie yeah, I remember that movie. Samuel scratches I, his eyes out. Yes, it's very scary. <laughs> um, the Patriot. Nope. And this movie called Maggie. Don't know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, it's like a bunch, she's in a bunch of So apparently movies. she was considered for a lot of stuff. <laughs> huh. Period. That's cool. But I've never seen her do anything, period, but. Yeah. Maybe just um, Event Horizon for me. Well, Emma Thompson thought she was way too old to be playing Eleanor because <laughs> Eleanor is 19 in the book. Oh, really? Yeah, Emma Thompson is 30, was 35. But Ang Lee convinced her to just change the age of the character to be 27. And so she was still playing younger than herself, but she was much Closer. older than the character in the book. Yeah. Um, and it works fine. <laughs> yeah. It isn't like I don't feel like she should be older or younger. Sorry. Yeah. It doesn't really bother her. No. I mean, and uh, Emma Thompson is so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's not like she looks like she's 35 anyways. What does 35 look like? 
I've, yeah. The older I get, the more I ask myself, what what do we imagine but she, these ages she are? She looks like she's in her early 20s. Like, yeah. To me. I never got the sense that I was like, oh, she's a, you know, an older spinster. <laughs> as they called yeah. her. Sometimes, on the commentary, she said, sometimes Ang Lee would give direction like, don't be so old. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being so bored. <laughs> <laughs> be fun. Be immature. Um, Kate Winslet really wanted to play the part mm-hmm. um but ang lee had seen the heavenly creatures and didn't really care for her in it <laughs> wow. so she was supposed to read for the part but then they were like no we want you to read for lucy Steele." okay but when she got to the auditions she pretended like she didn't know that she wasn't auditioning for marianne and she was like i oh. already prepared i'm only prepared for marianne i didn't prepare lucy Steele." and so they read her for marianne and she got the role off of that wow. one audition wow yeah. Look at that. She's a great actress. Uh, yeah. Was this before Titanic? Yes. Okay. And I never remember when that movie came out. Okay. So let's get into the recap. Yay. So we open up. It actually opens like a black screen with white lettering as the credits, uh-huh. which is very, I mean, it's, it's just weird. I've never, <laughs> I can't recall any other movie that I, and maybe it's just something you don't remember if a movie. Probably not. Like it's just a little plain Jane, yeah. plain Jane Austen. But we really open um, with a dying man <laughs> and his son visiting him. So and dramatic. It's uh, Mr. Dashwood and John, his son. Is the one who's visiting, and he's making him promise that he will help his sisters and his mother-in-law. Uh-huh. Um, he says that he's going to inherit everything, and he goes, I'm happy for you, with nary a smile. <laughs> he doesn't look happy at all. <laughs> well, considering what a piece of garbage his son is, I'm sure he's like, ugh, yeah. <laughs> I gotta give it to him. Yeah. Uh, the whole, I mean... Especially with Eleanor being, t- like, 27 in this version. Yeah. It makes it even more bizarre that her father has let her get to... It's been, like, almost 30 years since he started having kids that yeah. he hasn't tried to do something to make sure they're okay when he dies. <laughs> yeah. Like, what does it... Uh, what is he supposed to be? Like, what's... Does, do we get his profession at all or anything? Mm. Or not really? Well, I mean, he's a gentleman. I think he's, like, especially... Uh. Well, at least in this version, he's a very, very rich gentleman because they have a huge house. Yeah. At the um, beginning, huge estate. Um, so, yeah. So he tells him, and John goes back home and tells his wife Fanny, and she yeah. starts talking him out of it. <laughs> yeah, she's a real Fanny. <laughs> oh, she is. I do not like her. Although, I feel like the first time I rewatched it, um, a few weeks ago, I was really hating her at the very beginning but the second few times i was like well i mean she's obnoxious but she's not as bad as i thought she was i mean she's yeah she's yeah yeah she's kind of a like a a b word yeah (laughs) like just i mean john is just so just like a a blob just like bends to her will yeah (laughs) just get bulldozed by her which it's like so weird yeah and it's so shitty because he was like, oh, I'll, you know, 1500 a year, I think, 
Was that the... What he originally wanted to give Yeah. Them? And then yeah. she was like, we don't need that much. <laughs> and he was like, 100. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, they need more than that. Yeah. And it turned out, oh, we'll just give them some pork every once in a while. And we have some Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, you are terrible. Pieces of garbage. Yeah. And that's actually one of the only, like, establishing shots in the movie. Uh-huh. Because they didn't have that much money, so... It was one of the few places where you get to see them interacting with, like, the world. And I like when they come out when she's being so horrible. And somebody's just, like, beating out their pants right over her head. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> she deserves it. Yeah. Nobody else cares about their richness. No. In the real world. Um, so then we're, we're off to the Dashwood house. And Marianne is playing a mournful dirge on the piano. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny when she's playing and she's like... <laughs> Wait, did uh, Eleanor come in? She's like, Mother's weeping. Yes, yeah, so she's been crying all morning. Could she play something else? And then she's like, dun, dun. <laughs> She's like, not, not that depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get to see Mother or Mama packing up, um, calling them vultures. <laughs> I was like, Get them. Yeah, and it's, yeah, everyone's sad. And, you know, they're daddy. Daddy. That's a weird, weird choice of words on my part. <laughs> They're daddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Every... He's their father. Their father. Is dead. Everyone's in mourning. Uh, Margaret is up in her giant treehouse. <laughs> yes. Margaret reminds me of uh, a little bit of like Mary from Pride and Prejudice. A little uh, bit. Yeah. Like tendency Being wise. like the the outcast neglected sister (laughs) neglected but she's kind of um she's kind of the voice of women's suffrage in this movie oh for sure (laughs) um and the first time i saw it obviously i really liked the character of margaret but then after i saw this one i think before i ever read the book i saw um maybe the 1980s adaptation Mm -hmm. and margaret they cut margaret out of that one what and so when I read the book, I was like thinking that she wasn't really, I, I, I didn't know. Was she in the book? Was she not in the book? Right. And it was like a big, oh, she is in the book. Good. She's a good so character. I just remember that revelation. That's so weird though. I just cut her out. She's a good character. Yeah, she is, especially in this adaptation. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy the mom in this one a lot more than I did in Pride and Prejudice just yeah. because she was she felt more supportive like she felt like she felt <laughs> oh, like yeah. you know what I mean like she felt like uh I don't know like I felt like almost like a little bit more progressive because she wasn't super like you know Eleanor you're an old withered spinster you need to get married now or <laughs> yeah. you'll be nothing yeah. she was just like you know oh if you like him yeah I will support you yeah she's great she's not a character and um although you can see a lot of similarities between her and Marianne yeah but then you can also see her practical side her Eleanor side mm-hmm. um and also this one is almost like if Pride and Prejudice if their worries had come true <laughs> where yeah. would they be <laughs> yeah um so oh and Eleanor you know says goodbye to the servants yeah um which I think was trying to show how well off they were to begin with to yeah show how low they, they had a lot of people working for them yeah yeah and um they can only take two yeah and in some versions fanny immediately is like i'm firing all the servants i don't know if she said that in this version but i don't remember <laughs> it but it would not surprise me because she's garbage yeah <laughs> she's awful she's awful but i'll save my most hatred towards lucy Steele because she's my least favorite really <laughs> i do not like her um uh, okay. okay we'll get there <laughs> no i mean i like i just yeah we'll get to her yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Um, so uh, the people who are kicking them out move, arrive. Mm-hmm. The, uh, who are they? Not their in-laws. They're, they're, um, they're oppressors. <laughs> <laughs> they might as well be. Um, I think, isn't he their half-brother or something yeah, like that? they're relatives. They're yeah, dreaded they're relatives Related. Arrive. And they all sit down for family dinner. Awkward. Very awkward and quiet. Of course. <laughs> and like they're all in mourning, and Fanny just can't stop bragging on her brothers. Ugh. And uh, yeah, so we get to see a little bit of Mariana and Mama, mother. What do they call her in this? I have her written down as Mama, but <laughs> I don't think that's right. Mama? Mama. No, I think I'm just saying it wrong. Mama. I think I just call her mother, don't they? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know anything about her. It's not Mama. That's more of an American way to say it. Mama. 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 <laughs> Um, there's a little bit of sister bonding with Eleanor as she wraps gifts for the servants. And she's trying to tell her, you, you gotta be nicer. <laughs> I mean, we're living together. Right. S- stop. You gotta say some words to her. <laughs> so... <She's... laughs> I do. I say yes and no. <laughs> I was like, yes, I love you. Yeah. And then the next scene it's breakfast. And I can't remember what she says because she's trying to be nicer. Oh, yeah. Um... But it's not nice. <laughs> no. Not at all. Oh my god, I can't remember what it was. Damn it. It was funny. But they are also dropping the bomb on them that uh, their brother is coming, Edward, and can we just move Margaret out of her bedroom so yeah. that he can take her room because it's got a better view? And they're all really pissed. Yeah, that's rude. <laughs> but luckily, when Edward arrives in his mumbling, silly Hugh Grant fashion, mm-hmm. um, he tells them that, oh, there was a mistake. And when I arrived... They put me in a family room, but I wasn't supposed to be there. So I moved myself to the guest quarters. <laughs> guest quarters. That made me so mad. I was like, these evil pieces of shit. <laughs> I know. They're so They're rude. So, just like unnecessarily. I know. And I don't like, know why. There's no explanation as to why they are so rude to them. Well, yeah. It, but it's just like, I think they're um, uh, mainly, I think it's, you know, Fanny obviously is like the mastermind behind it. And then, you know, her husband is just, you know, a pushover. Well, but, yeah. But even uh, Edward is like, well, their dad just died. Like, give him a break. And she was like, that's no excuse. <laughs> I was like, well, I think it is. <laughs> yeah. And there's like some kind of awkwardness when Edward first arrives because both um, Mrs. Dashwood and Fanny are both trying to be mistress of the house. By yeah. Like, do sit down. Um, but unlike his horrible sister he is has an understanding spirit yeah and he much nicer sympathizes he goes to the library and they have the most charming of scenes which is margaret under the table with her atlas and uh i just want to call him hugh grant but (laughs) edward (laughs) kicking the atlas under the desk yeah so she wouldn't be found (laughs) yeah that was sweet yeah emma thompson was talking about how she tried to make edward more likable because he's kind of a a dud in the book a little bit yeah um and adding stuff like that you know having him bond with margaret is what really helped yeah make him more likable which it worked because yeah he's so charming <laughs> with yeah. bumbling awkwardness yeah kind of <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't my favorite but yeah you know he's yeah. better he's better than you know some of the other characters so i put oh, him yeah. i put him middle of the pack for me yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's also kind of weird because he does disappear for most. And he's really, <laughs> there's so much stuff that you're like, just 
spit it out, Edward. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, um, well, uh, mm, 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 uh, well, uh. Yeah, and it keeps a lot of people getting hurt because of that. Yeah. Um, Constant theme. Yeah. So the ladies are trying to figure out where they can live, and Edward, Edward and Eleanor start their kind of relationship when he secretly tells her where Margaret is. And they have another cute atlas scene where she's hiding on the table. Oh, yeah. And they're like, where's the start of... The Nile. The Nile. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, it's in Abyssinia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because they were like, I think it's in Belgium. Yeah. (laughs) She was like, no, it's not. It's in South America. (laughs) (laughs) That was Uh, really funny. Yeah. And um, she starts really falling for him when she sees him playing swords with margaret on the lawn and Mm -hmm. she stabs him and he's like yeah and then they have this funny running joke for the rest of the movie really where he's gonna you know swab decks for her (laughs) oh yeah be a pirate um marianne is still playing her sad songs (laughs) and eleanor's she's emotional you know crying in doorways and edward in her bond over that (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know if we get to see them, you know, starting to bond and fall in love, they ride mm-hmm. horses together. She shows them the treehouse. Mama and Fanny both are seeing this and feeling completely opposite. Mama oh, yeah. is so pleased, and Fanny is like, I will stop this. <laughs> and Edward is telling Eleanor that he just wants a quiet life in a church and he hates London. And <laughs> they're talking about the life of a woman. Uh-huh. And he says, piracy is our only option. <laughs> <laughs> we have to be pirates. So then they have a cute scene where Marianne is making Edward read from a book. Yeah. <laughs> and he's doing a very poor job. And she's like, no. no, you have to do it like this. Try again. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that. Part. She's like, do it again. Yeah, I love From the I top. That's a really funny scene. That was in contention for being one of my favorites. Me too. Um. So a letter from Sir John Middleton arrives telling them that they can have Barton Cottage. Well, they can rent it, I suppose. I think it's kind of just a nominal rent. He's yeah. basically letting them live there for free. Yeah, it seems like it's low enough where it's like not even really a problem. Yeah. And um, Mama is like, well, let's just keep this on the DL because Eleanor seems like she's falling in love over here and we don't want to mess with that. Yeah, we don't want to take her away. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Marianne goes into Eleanor and is like, how can you like someone who's so boring when they read? <laughs> she's like, I mean, he's fine. He's and then nice. she says, well, what do you like about him? And she says, I greatly esteem him. I oh, respect yeah. <laughs> him. And Marianne is like, ugh, those are stupid words for falling in love. <laughs> he's, uh, what was the, uh, one I of the lines? I like him. <laughs> Perfectly amiable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Um, Unfortunately, Fanny has observed all this, and she's very disapproving. And Acting she like a Fanny. basically accuses Eleanor of being a gold digger. And Mama is very insulted, and she's like, "Okay, fine, we're moving to Barton Cottage." I that's so psycho to me that she's like, "Eleanor's a gold digger." When they, the only reason Fanny has the money is because Eleanor's father has died yes. and left it to her half brother, yeah, it's... married to Fanny. <sighs> so technically, they're still supposed to be rich. I know. But it's her fault that they're not. <laughs> oh, I hate her so much. Yeah, Fanny is the worst. And there's no retribution anywhere in this book. <laughs> or movie, sorry. Well, 
that's what the wrap up is so funny because it talks about that family oh because, does it you know i mean well we'll get to the end yeah but, we'll get there we'll get there yeah. <laughs> all right i'm excited for that <laughs> edward is kind of distressed that they're growing and so he goes to the stables to i suppose he's gonna tell the truth about lucy I think that's where he's starting to go with his speech because he's talking about his education. And Eleanor uh, at first is like, is he going to propose? And then he starts talking about his education. And she's like, what? <laughs> yeah. She's like, wait a minute. What? And then Fanny comes in and is like, no, you have to go right now. No, right this second. No, come on, come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Go, go. <laughs> and I doubt that Eleanor even thought by that point he was going to propose because, I mean, I think she did at first. But then when he started talking about his education, I think she was like, okay, this is like, not what's going expecting. on? But now they're off to Barton Cottage by carriage. <laughs> Cottage by carriage. Cottage by carriage. <laughs> and it's way smaller than they're used to. It's so cute. It's, it's quite adorable. I would love to live in a Cute little country house. I wrote that down somewhere. I want to live in this cottage. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll take it. And actually, Emma Thompson was saying that that's part of the reason they tried to make them look so rich at the beginning is because this cottage was such like a place people would actually want to go these days. That yeah. <laughs> They really wanted to show the contrast. They had to make them even richer at the right. beginning. Um, yeah. So as soon as they get there, the circus comes to town. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Sir John and Mrs. Jenning and a pack of dogs. Oh, my God. A dream come true. upon them. <laughs> I just, uh, the only thing I was thinking about when all those dogs kept, like, racing out of that carriage and they were all, like, jumping up and, like, walking around um, the... Um, the women and i was like pet those dogs they want to be pet <laughs> well margaret like goes straight down to like get their level and start petting them yes angley was apparently really into the animals of this movie and picked like specifically picked out every oh, dog really? and sheep and everything um yeah and i love mrs jennings and me too Sir john i feel like <laughs> i kind of love the way everyone rolls their eyes at them at the beginning but by the end they're all like they mean well and they're the kind yeah. of people everyone really kind of needs in their life especially if you're mm -hmm. a quiet person oh yeah you need someone to like bring you out you know shake you up a bit yeah sir john <laughs> was uh i mean he kind of got annoying a little bit but it wasn't too bad i mean obviously he's very nice he's yeah. letting them live there basically for free yeah um he was but just a little much yeah i think because he felt so aggrieved for his friend brandon he yeah i mean not agreed for but he just really wanted him to fall in love yeah and then <laughs> obviously miss jennings is a queen yeah. i love her <laughs> she's, she's amazing um so they're in the new house it's much colder I, I was wondering why eleanor and marianne were sharing a bed i was like does margaret get her own room but they have to share a single bed with each other whereas mom is margaret sleeping with mama it might have been because it was cold maybe maybe just they because it's cold up. yeah um, so then they go to have dinner with the Middletons, the first of many times. <laughs> mm -hmm. And she says, there's no secrets in the country. <laughs> yeah, she's like, they all come out we'll eventually. We'll them out of you. But actually, there's a surprising number of secrets that are going on in yeah. this story in the country. I had her written as Lady Middleton, even though she's not Lady Middleton. She's Mrs. Jennings. So I might accidentally get her name wrong. But Mrs. Jennings is determined to find out who Eleanor is in love with. And Margaret just blurts out, his name starts with an F. And <laughs> Marianne's <laughs> like, shut up. She likes them right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I love these people. Yeah, so Marianne is trying to help. By she stands up really fast and is like, can I play your piano? <laughs> and they look at her like, 
okay decorum but sure yeah we never had we haven't had a songbird in the house for a while yeah so as she's playing colonel brandon arrives swoon alan rickman (laughs) immediately smitten yeah and he's just i mean he's always playing the villain so him as a romantic lead in this movie even if he is a a morose romantic lead (laughs) with his like light brown hair and it's like floating about his face he just looked so it was so nice to see him like that (laughs) yeah he looked i look it's a different look for him yeah um i don't know if this is like (laughs) if this will make sense but i really um i've had this thought before about watching these jane austen movies but it's been like definitely solidified (laughs) with him entering (laughs) it feels like these characters enter lips forward does that make sense (laughs) like like they're always like their chins are kind of pointed up, but it's always like I feel like their mouths are always like posing. Huh. Like that if, makes sense, but I haven't ever looked for that. But like it just makes me laugh because everyone's always like pursed lips a little bit, or like they're a little bit open, <laughs> and it's always just like extra dramaticness lips of it. Forward. Like uh, I'm gonna it, look for that. So watch can... that scene where he comes back when he first enters, sleeps or playing piano. It feels so. <laughs> I was like just looking at his lips. I was like I can only see these. <laughs> psycho maybe it's just because it's alan rickman's lips maybe <laughs> um and uh you know mrs jennings and sir john are so amused with themselves they're like a key of f major and they're just cracking themselves yeah up. and the, she, she was like okay <laughs> so they all go picking reeds for some reason to make a basket i think yeah i guess she said something about a moses basket so i don't know um colonel b Colonel B. Colonel Brandon is very helpful with his uh, little knife. Pocket knife. I like the way Marietta's like, Ugh, and then she tries it. It's like, oh. Okay. He's smart. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll use it. But, you know, he doesn't really think that Marianne could fall in love with him because he's so emo. <laughs> yeah. Which I kind of like appreciated it because he wasn't being pushy. He was like, oh, you yeah. know, she does, she does. If she doesn't, it's okay. I can be her friend. Yeah. He's like, I'm way older than her and there's no way she'll fall in love with me and I'm not going to, you know, force her. She just reminds him of his old love. Yeah. Um. Okay. So everyone is, you know everyone thinks it would be a great match (laughs) we Mm -hmm. get to hear a little bit about colonel brandon's backstory um just that they think he has a love child oh yeah (laughs) um and all of mrs jennings like encouragement towards the match really is pushing marianne away you know yeah she's like i don't want to be told grandma's like You should like this guy. You're like, ugh, I don't Find like a that nice, guy. <laughs> he's very nice and handsome. Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, so they get back home and they've received a package. And unfortunately, it is the atlas that Edward said he was going to deliver himself. Personally. But he just sent it in a box. I mean, thoughtful of him to send it, but. Rude to not come. New, rude to not come himself. He actually does come in the book. Oh, does he? Yeah. Huh. But then there would have had to been a whole another like little extra plot stuff going on, and there just yeah. wasn't time for it. I kind of like it that he didn't show up because then you're like, something's going on. Yeah, I mean, I think he does. Uh, well, I don't want to get too into what's going to happen, but <laughs> we'll figure out when we read yeah. the book. <laughs> um, yeah. So everyone is disappointed, but Eleanor <laughs> will not let herself get upset in the same way that Jane and Pride and Prejudice would not let herself get upset. You know, and mm-hmm. that like, I'm not upset. I'll be okay. <laughs> Fine. It doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> the eldest sister always has to be the, the strong one. That's true. 
So Margaret and Marianne go off for a walk um, so that Eleanor can brood in peace. <laughs> and you, it starts raining. It's going to rain. I told you it was going to rain. <laughs> it never rains. You always say that, then it always rains. And then it rained. <laughs> and then it rains. And um, <laughs> Marianne falls down a hill, twists her ankle. <laughs> Willoughby arrives like a romantic figure from a book and yeah. practically kills Margaret with his horse. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, watch out. <laughs> Um, actually, Kate Winslet uh, collapsed from hypothermia during the filming of this scene. What? Yeah. Because um, I guess just all the rain and they were doing it all day and she wasn't wearing the undergarment thing because she Good thought it made her Lord. dress look crappy. I don't know why, but <sighs> yeah, she collapsed from hypothermia. Good Lord. Um, so he carries her home and I really like uh, Greg Weiss. As I do. Willoughby. He's really good. I do. He's really good, and he's very handsome. Yeah, and the... he's very convincing. You know, yeah. you feel really like he really loves her. Yeah, which I think he does. Yeah, to I... his own detriment. <laughs> yeah, and we'll get to more of his scenes, but I really I liked him yeah. a lot until the change. Oh yeah. 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 But... And you want to punch him in the face? Yeah, <laughs> like you're trash. <laughs> so he carries her home, has to leave immediately, and she's like, "Get his name." <laughs> <laughs> what is his name and she is just swooning but not from pain <laughs> <laughs> so the next day sir john comes to check on them brandon comes colonel brandon with his flowers and proper flowers but unfortunately sir john has already found out that willoughby was the one who rescued her and that she's already fallen in love with him basically yeah and he was like oh no so he pretty much just puts brandon at his um on his guard you know he's like mm-hmm. just so you know willoughby is already staked to claim and oh, are none of you guys gonna fall for brandon now <laughs> <laughs> i'm like you have such a big mouth but you know in that good way yeah in that hopeful way <laughs> sometimes sometimes but i really still especially if you're like a teenager <laughs> yeah you're like all right okay boomer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep but i mean sir john knows best <laughs> yes he <laughs> does um, for the most part yeah so they leave willoughby arrives he brings his little handful of wildflowers his rustic cut his, <laughs> his handful of weeds <laughs> um they're not as nice but they're better loved by marianne yeah. than brandon's flowers say what, what did he say he like i see someone has already like beaten me with uh higher hot, hothouse flowers or something. yeah and she was like well i like wildflowers i like uh, them a lot better yeah of course you do. Of course. I was like, well, that makes sense, actually. And they're so perfect for each other. They're both immediately swooning over Shakespeare's sonnets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like a match made in heaven. And Eleanor teases Marianne after he leaves. Um, well, you've pretty much covered every topic, so what are you going to talk about next time? <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, Marianne accuses Eleanor of having shallow feelings and really kind of wounds her because Marianne is so thoughtless. She just thinks yeah. if everyone is not displaying their emotions, which is so funny because when I first watched this, I was a teenager and I really connected with Mary. Ann. Yeah. <laughs> and now looking back, I'm like, Mary Ann, God, get it together. You're sister. Like, stop being a mean person. <laughs> You're so a mean, mean to your sister. Mean girl. Um, so Mary Ann and Willoughby are just flirting up and down town <laughs> <laughs> while Eleanor is home budgeting away their beef. And yeah. <laughs> 
Colonel Brandon invites everyone to a picnic. It's very exciting. And he is kind of wistful about Marianne. He doesn't, um, uh, Eleanor is, says, you know, it'll be a lot better when she's a little better acquainted with the world. And mm. Colonel Brandon's like, you don't really want that. I'd rather she never become acquainted with the world Aww. and just stay sweet forever. Because he knows from personal experience. The world is tough. Yeah, but what does Eleanor really know of the world? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's taking care of her family, but. She's just lived in it longer. Yeah. So, and then, uh, my least favorite. No. Lucy Steele arrives. Oh. It's not that I don't like her in the way that, you know, I didn't really like that portrayal of Wickham. I think she's uh-huh. a fine portrayal of Lucy. I just find Lucy to be insufferable. The most, the like kind of person who I dislike the most in the world. Like the one who pretends to be nice to your face, even though they are manipulating you hardcore the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, oh, she makes me so mad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, and especially what happens towards the end, like you get to, that. I think is when we get really brought out. Like, oh, she's she's not really like this facade that she's put on. Yeah, and actually, I think that she plays it a little more innocent uh-huh. than I think the character really is. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So, but mm, the character makes her so bad. <laughs> it does. Yeah, she's kind of an awful person too. Um. But so are a lot of people in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of villains. Okay, so, yeah, Lucy Steele arrives, and uh, Charlotte, uh, Mrs. Jennings' daughter, arrives with her husband, Mr. Palmer, who we've already established yes, we love. I love it. <laughs> this is, Mr. Palmer can be such a throwaway character, and usually is, but Hugh Laurie just makes the most out of him. It. I also really love Mrs. Palmer. She's, like, you know, same oh, boat yeah, as Miss Jennings, like, yeah. just sweet and you know maybe too much but in a I good way absolutely love their relationship i love the way he is so rude and she just laughs at him and she's like he's <laughs> oh. so droll i i feel like i am that person to some of my friends yeah. who are a little <laughs> on the droll side and they kind of need me to laugh at them so right. that people won't think they're just mean all the time <laughs> well i just like i like how he's also he's comfortable enough he's not like a piece of garbage man where he's where like miss jennings and mrs palmer are like allowed to poke fun at him for yeah. being so dull and yeah. kind of rude yeah because they make comments and little jokes about how rude he is and he's just like oh, okay whatever <laughs> um i can't wait to do the deep dive on him because he's fun um so willoughby immediately arrives and whisks marianne away again and Lucy corners Eleanor, and uh, uh, she's about to, I think, she's kind of like, can we sit together in the carriage on the way to this picnic? <laughs> and I think she's going to, she's planning her little yeah. evil disclosure. But uh, Colonel, suddenly this horse rides up, health leather, and jumps off, gives Brandon a note, and he's like, oh, I gotta go right this second. And he rides away real fast. Yeah. <laughs> and, then... and they're all left like, okay our whole plan is ruined ruined well it's like it's that person came and crazy messenger was <laughs> like freaking out and he and, left just as crazy and, but then mr middleton was like can't you wait till tomorrow and he was like no i gotta go <laughs> yeah. i was like what why would why would you think he could wait <laughs> psycho it's so weird though because you know a letter is already you know have taken at least a day or two a day to get there maybe like 12 hours yeah and that's going to take you another 12 hours. So really, get there, is right? there a rush? <laughs> because you're already past the... I guess it's like... Well, I guess you can interpret it as extra rush. Like, I've already wasted a whole day. That's true. 
So because their whole picnic got, um, you know, stopped, the family ended up having their own picnic at home and Willoughby is there and he is all charming. Um, yes, I love it. very rude about, rude about Colonel Brandon, but, um, yeah, but I think the whole, but he's charming the whole family. Yeah. Especially when he does his impression of Miss Jennings. <laughs> I love that. I thought it was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and he says that he loves this cottage and he doesn't want any changes cause he loves it so much. And he's, basically almost tells Marianne that he loves her and mm-hmm. just barely stops himself and he says that he loves all of them i was like oh, come on say it i know and then he like requests a private interview for tomorrow and it's like oh he's gonna do it he's really gonna pop the big question so it's so funny that he was like can i meet with you privately tomorrow instead of just being like finding a way to get her privately like obviously she's gonna think well, I mean, it makes it even more like, surely this is what's going to happen. Yeah, I guess Because so. he's been taking her off alone this whole time. Yeah. But he's got an appointment to see her alone. So we she's like, know. this is the day. Yes. Even in church, they're all at church. And um, Margaret's like, do you think he's going to get down on one knee? <laughs> she's like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Pay attention to your prayers. Mm-hmm. So they come home thinking they're going to find Marianne proposed and find her crying hysterically. Running and around. Willoughby is acting very strangely. He says that his aunt is sending him away and he has no explanation for himself. He can't even try to explain himself and he basically leaves. He's like, Rude. it's too hard. I can't. I gotta go. And Eleanor and Mama are wondering if they had a fight and Eleanor does not trust this turn of events at all. No. And Mama won't let her ask if they've been engaged and (laughs) Eleanor's like but this is crazy you're all acting I mean it's true one day ago he was like you're I love you all you're the best things that have ever happened to me and then 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 he leaves and they're like well we're not going to be suspicious of him but Eleanor is suspicious and then they all go to their separate rooms to cry while Eleanor (laughs) sits on the stairs with her tea well it's so funny because like Marianne's obviously crying because she right. didn't get proposed to like he left her mm-hmm. <laughs> then her mom's crying but she's like stressed out because she's like i need my girls to be safe yeah. <laughs> and margaret's like i've been trying to get in her room to give her tea and she won't come out and she starts crying and then eleanor's like oh my god <laughs> and that's when i was really like is that margaret's room does she have her own room <laughs> yeah i think they all do i think it was just because it was cold probably because there seems to be there's enough rooms it seems like i think there should be should be unless uh, margaret just went to go cry in the bathroom or something yeah so back to a barton estate am i saying that right barton, i think so yeah barton estate. barton park yeah barton park uh <laughs> i said hugh laurie and mrs jennings <laughs> <laughs> hugh laurie uh, mr palmer and mrs jennings are delightfully droll in teasing each other yes which is so much fun yeah and lucy starts her sinister turn Ugh. she tells Eleanor the whole sordid affair, just wanting to see what her reaction is the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Eleanor, can I take a... Sh- will you take a round? What was it, like, a round with me, or...? Yeah, a stroll about the room. Yeah, I can't remember what they called it. But I guess everyone is stuck inside because of the weather or something, or uh-huh. maybe it's just evening. Um, So, <laughs> Eleanor gets... She tells her, and Eleanor is startled into complete stillness, like a, re- like a deer in a road. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh... <laughs> Um, and Lucy is just so manipulative. I hate her. Mm-hmm. Um, 
She seems more sincere in this version, especially at the beginning. Yeah, but you can tell she's still a little like. Barf. I just think she's just a better liar than in other versions. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to interpret it. Yeah. Um, Charlotte is so funny as well, and she's like, "We're all going to London." <laughs> <laughs> that's how I would be. I want to go to London. Yeah, but Eleanor really does not want to go. <laughs> Don't blame her. Because she does not want to be stuck with Lucy for weeks. With the secret. Although, Eleanor, come on. Why did you not tell your sister? Maybe she was Just like... Just because Lucy told you not to tell does not mean that you can't... I mean, I, I, I get it. She's... Maybe she was ashamed. Like, maybe she felt like the other woman. And she didn't... was like... I... It could be a little bit of a shame. Even though she didn't know, but, like, you know, I mean, people wouldn't just be... Just for the sake of shutting Marianne up, though, sometimes. Yeah. So I would just have told her. But... And she's I... also very closed off. Yeah. And that's actually the halfway point of the movie. Is it? Wow. So for the first half, deep dive, I did Mr. Palmer. Yay. My favorite. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. So his full name, from what I could find, is Thomas Palmer. Uh Uh-huh. He is a politician. So that was correct in the movie. Um, All right. And he's running for parliament. He comes across in the book as and and in the movie. I mean, I think the movie is a really good portrayal of him. Hugh Laurie uh-huh. does a really good job. Um, he comes across as rude, sardonic, and disinterested. He's described as a grave-looking man um, <laughs> with an air of more fashion and sense than his wife. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's funny. Um, but his quiet comments are quite funny, and he's yes, a very funny character it. in the books, too. So funny. He's consistently rude to his wife and mother-in-law, and they are consistently laughing it off. <laughs> yeah. At one point, he points out that Sir John has no billiard room, so Mrs. Jennings must be ill-bred. <laughs> 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 Which is really funny. Um, we get to see kind of the other characters... Um, growing and changing because through him and their view of him. So at first, Eleanor thinks he's sour because um, she thinks it's because, quote, by finding, like many others of his sex, that through some unaccountable bias in favor of beauty, he was husband to a very silly wife. So that's what she says about him in the beginning, that uh, basically that, you know, he fell in love with her because she was beautiful and she actually vexes him. Right. But later, she she knows that he's just he's actually just a man, and he puts on this show of gruffness towards everyone else, um, simply as a declaration of his gender. Yeah. <laughs> Lord. Um, and she also thinks later in the story that he's he's rude just to appear different from everyone else, namely his wife, like because uh, yeah. as a foil to her, because she's oh, so okay. bubbly that he feels. That he has to be rude. He has basically. to be like this drab. Yeah. <laughs> um, there were no books I could find on him, which uh-huh. is surprising. But I did find this one um, blog post. Uh huh. It's called "Mr. Palmer Discusses His Fellow Minor Characters" by Vic <laughs> Sanborn. It's from a blog blog spot called "The Secret Understanding of the Heart." Hmm. Um. But it's really funny. It's all written from 
it's just like you know maybe four paragraphs but it's written uh-huh. as mr palmer and him describing all the minor characters in sense and sensibility and being oh, really rude about it of and course it's, it's really funny um yeah look that up i have to look that up as for sorting him i mean i didn't have a lot because he doesn't have a lot and yeah. for some reason nobody has done more into him yeah although hugh laurie does seem to be a big um favorite because yeah. anytime you look at Mr. Palmer, it's just pictures of Hugh Because <laughs> he's so good. So I decided that I would sort him. Astro- Should we start with uh, Harry Potter or astrology? Uh, let's do astrology first. Astrology. So I um, I decided that he was um, an air sign because uh-huh. he's always looking at his paper. I figure he's intellectual if he's into politics. And I figure he's probably a Gemini. Okay. Okay, because they're they have a dualistic nature. They're ruled by the say. twins. Um, Double sided. Part of their description is they have strong opinions. He's a politician. Um, they need to be center of attention. Again, politician. Yep. But um, well, and they love a good argument. But it's also hard to keep their attention. Attention. They can be judgmental. Duh. And they're a mutable air sign. So you know they're like probably the most dualistic of all of them. So mm-hmm. I, I think even though we don't get to see the other side of Mr. Palmer that much, it's clear, uh, even from this, that he has, like, you know, a hard a gold side, side yeah. and <laughs> a gruff side. Plus, he's a politician, so he must have, a, like, an outgoing argumentative side. Oh, for sure. Um, for Harry Potter, what would you say? I was, I was thinking Ravenclaw. Yeah, I thought Ravenclaw or maybe Slytherin. Maybe he's one of those between the two. <laughs> yeah, Ravenclaw, Slytherin, Cusp. I mean, you got to think politicians got to have a little bit of Slytherin. Right. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, because Slytherin, you know, ambitious. Um, yeah, not in a bad. Yeah, it doesn't always way, have to be bad. In an, in a, having ambition. Yeah. Sort of way. He just didn't. He doesn't seem like because I. I feel like when I think of like Slytherins, um, I kind of like think of them as almost like a little showy uh-huh. with their ambition. And he didn't seem as showy, so that's why I kind of was like, oh, maybe Ravenclaw because he's intellectual. They can be ambitious. He's just not going to be boasting about it. Right. So, I would say both. I like both. Okay. Cusp. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're always doing cusp of, <laughs> of everything. Of Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. So, let's talk about our recommendations for this week. All right. Um, my recommendation is uh, an, an album, another music thing. Sorry. Okay. Um, an album that just came out Friday um, called Magdalene by FKA Twigs, who's one of my favorite artists ever. <laughs> she's got a beautiful voice. She's a She started out as a backup dancer, um, and she's a great dancer. Um, and she just has this, like, artistic vision. I can't – I don't know how she comes up with the stuff that she comes up with. Her songs are always so beautiful and so kind of, like, a little bit weird. Um, but the music videos are – like breathtakingly beautiful um and like uh if you get a chance look up the music video for her newest single off this album called cellophane okay um it's so beautiful it's my favorite video i've ever seen Ah, i love it i'll definitely look that up yeah she's great i guess i'm gonna say this week the book the golden compass Oh, because yeah. his dark materials just started oh, on HBO Love and it. I watched the first episode. I don't necessarily want to recommend it yet because, you know, I've only seen one episode. Right. But um I do know that the books are great. And yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, you should definitely I mean, Golden Compass is the first one. 
it's kind of um i wouldn't say it's necessarily young adult it's like that weird chronicles of narnia thing where it's like yeah, it's it got a appeal. lot of adult themes. Yeah, but it could also appeal to the YA. Yeah, I mean, I like YA a lot um, in general, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, the I mean, I would definitely recommend just reading the first one. I I love those books. So yeah, that'll be my recommendation for this week. Yeah, good one. Okay, and if you want to get in contact with us. Um, yeah, our Gmail is mannersandmadness at gmail.com. Our Instagram is at mannersandmadnesspod. Our Twitter is at Manners Madness. And if you are, you know, looking to see what platforms we're available on or anything about the podcast, go to mannersandmadness.com. Yes. That's where it'll all, all be listed. Yes. Yeah, please get in contact with us. You know, please. if you like like anything, if you don't like anything, if you have corrections for us, I don't feel like you can't correct me i know i am not an expert on either of these just because i am a huge fan does not make me an expert and i would love to learn you know where i'm wrong about stuff because i can't promise that i'll retain all information but i will try my part <laughs> <laughs> yeah we want to hear from people yeah so so much fun please get in contact and so next week join us and we will be continuing our recap of sense and sense and say it i don't know why (laughs) (laughs) next week join us it will be continuing our recap of sense and sensibility there you go (laughs) (laughs) thank you bye good night